Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Sup? Sup. Phil? That was very gangster of you. Sapping. Satin. Is everything going to just begin with S? Satin. Sup. Satin. So is it going? That <laughs> doesn't quite work, does it? <laughs> no. um, that's what satin means, though, isn't it? Sat- what's happening? Yeah. So how's yeah. it going? So is it going? Satin. Sausages. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you all it's doing? It's nice to have you here. It is. It's bloody lovely. Happy to be uh, in your ears. Mm-hmm. I nearly did a little quote from um, Peter Kerr then. Charlie FM? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not lower the tone, we'll Jen. We'll not lower the tone. We don't want to lower we'll the tone. We'll not do that. This is a professional podcast run by two adults. Questionable. <laughs> All of that was questionable, wasn't it? We've yeah. got a microphone. We've got a couple of laptops. I was talking about the other bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah. yeah. Although we did say we'd stop beating ourselves up about this. About what? About being bad adults. I think we oh, talked about this last week, didn't we? Good adults. We are good adults. I'm a fantastic adult. Real good adults. Is your laptop muted? <gasps> oh, that's a good question. Is. You've just unmuted it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even at you. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm pressing all the buttons that aren't oh. supposed to be pressed. I told you it was professional. I've just really hurt my leg on the table. You have? Yeah. Was the table all right? No, so <laughs> I, I was talking to my friend about this. So we got the table from my friend, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It used to be their dining table and her boyfriend made it for them. And it's perfect size for a double, like a two-person office table. Sensational. Um, but it, he's put it together using some really low-hanging metal bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I said to my friend the other week, I was like, you know when you had that table in your dining room, did you frequently just cut open the bottom of your leg? Yeah. Sorry, the top of your leg. And she's like, oh my goodness, yes, I've told him he needs to get better. Um, what they call underneath? Brackets. Brackets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's very painful. They're a bit dangerous, aren't they? But it's a very nice table. So we uh, put up with the occasional cuts to the leg. It's like a mental note that you're not allowed to stop doing work. So every time <laughs> yeah. you try and stop doing work, your leg gets hurt. So it's like, all right, I'll just sit here and do work then. I'll never stop. But I just did a particularly bad one. I think I might have drawn blood. That's fine. What, like a bit drawn? It's really stinking drawn. <laughs> what does that mean drawn? Oh, like horse drawn. What? Pulled by. No, drawn it out. Like you pull, pull it out. There you go. You if you don't pull a horse out. No, but you, you draw a horse, like a horse drawn carriage. The horse pulls the carriage. I'm good at carriage. drawing horses. You're not. You're not I am, no, I actually am because my granddad had, I remember my granddad specifically, my granddad was an art teacher. He specifically taught me how to draw a horse. If you want to draw a horse, what you need to do to draw his body. Oh, wow. <laughs> to draw his body. There we go. You draw a really big circle and then a slightly smaller circle and then connect them and that's the horse's body. And then you draw a circle for its head and a smaller circle in front of it to the left. And then you connect them and that's its head. And then you join up your four circles and then that's its neck. And then you draw two 
I understand that this is really boring, so I'm going to stop. If anybody wants to finish the horse off and give it some legs, hit me up. You need and I'll podcast. give you the rest of the instructions. You need a different podcast you do for all these random tangents you go off <laughs> on. Like an art podcast and a word podcast. and. Well, I can draw a really good horse now, so... Can you? Yes. No one else can. Did you know, it is a fact, I used to say this one all the time when I was teaching, because I hated it when kids told me they couldn't draw, and I say it to you because you tell me as well. Drawing isn't something that you're born with the ability to do. The only way that you get good at drawing is if you practice it over and over again. So the people who like it get really good at drawing because they spend a lot of time practicing it. I mean, I feel like you could insert anything into the word, into that. Yeah, where you I know. Put, just take but out the really word drawing. it really because I think it's like people, people just assume that people are born, like, being really good artists. It's like an innate thing that, like... Don't we just assume that people are good at stuff anyway, like, in general? <sighs> oh, I wish I could do that. I like genetics do play into certain things yeah but we always blame genetics before we've actually given it a go mm, true like, learning a new skill is difficult isn't it uh yeah it's incredibly hard yeah because you just gotta like do it all the time that's literally the absolute trick to succeed and you've just in life yeah we could have just brought out one podcast <laughs> one podcast episode and just finished it there if you want to succeed at anything do it every day yeah, a little you'll, bit. You'll this is why I didn't succeed as being a piano player. I played for seven to eight years and I still wasn't very good, but it's because I wasn't consistent. Like At the time of life I was playing, it wasn't exciting to be playing the piano, so I didn't practice a little bit every day. And I got really annoyed. I was so focused on being able to play the piano that I didn't enjoy learning how to play the piano. And there's your first mistake. I was focused well, on the result and not the process. You made another mistake there as well. Go on. You assumed it had to be exciting for you yeah, to continue doing it. Yeah, I did. I did. Doesn't have to be. See, now this is why I want a piano again, because I feel like I get it now. I, I understand how to get better at playing an instrument. That's good. Yeah, so that's why I want a piano. You could start a band. Yeah, when you get your guitar fixed. Yeah. And then we could do all the, like, the intro, all the like segues, the outro. We could... Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Recording ourselves. Damn. Stop. This is what's happening. That about episode 500, though, by the time. Ready to painfully ruin your ears. Yeah. Anyway, this week. Yeah, sorry, this week I went off on a right tangent there, didn't I? Mm. If you want to know how to draw a horse, then just let me know. Mm. Um, <laughs> or if you want to know how to wanna... spot food triggers, keep listening. Yeah, because that's what it's actually about. Mm. And um, I think it's a really interesting topic, this one. Mm-hmm. Like, really interesting topic, because this is one of those things that everybody experiences. So, for example, just to give you a few kind of ideas of what we mean by this so it's the idea that you see something smell something hear something taste something what's the other sense touch touch something probably less likely um i don't know if you're an aldi you just go and you just go to <laughs> stroking your hands down the aisle yeah, just... <laughs> what's all these things here no but people do that you like you That's pick gross. up you pick up like a loaf of bread and you squeeze and go yeah that one will do and chuck it in your trailer but if you squoze it and it was yeah, rock hard... you've already hard, made the decision at that point, haven't you? No. No? Like, if you squoze a loaf of bread... Oh, that's fresh. I love that. Yeah. Mm, right, okay. It's like, have you ever seen the meme about um, a, a pile of, you know, like the soil that you can buy that's in bags? Mm. Like, you can't go... Yeah, you do. Like, compost. Like a, oh, right, Like yeah. a pack of soil that you buy for B&Q. <laughs> yeah. You can't go past one of them without slapping it on top, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you have to, don't you? <laughs> Have you, has anybody ever walking past? Walking? Walking past. Has <laughs> <laughs> <Is> anybody ever... <laughs> well, walking. That's a new one, isn't it? Walking past, soil. Walking by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> See, it is a word. Has anybody ever walked past a compost, like the, the soil that you buy from B&Q without slapping it on top? Absolutely. Do you know what would be great now if one, someone was in the middle of a shop now squeezing bread as they were listening to this, mm-hmm. or two, in the middle of B&Q slapping soil well, as they Honestly, the to level this. of fulfilment you will get from that from slapping the top, like just, you know, like the piles of, you know what I mean? That's in plastic packaging. It's like a long, I thin can't bag. I've never done this. You slap the top, it just feels good. <laughs> Makes my day. Why do you think I like to go into B&Q with you? I don't want to look at plants. I'm going to go past those compost heaps. All oh, right, I'm crying. <laughs> You'll notice me next time now. Is that freak over there slapping that soil? It won't, just the be soil. Me. it won't just be me. There'll be loads of people. If anybody messages back to this telling me they slap soil, yeah, I will eat my words. You probably do it subconsciously, though. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk past and give a slap on top without even knowing. Right. You know that when people see me and I'm sat down and they just want to slap the top of my head because I'm bottled? It's that same trigger. It's the same thing. It is. It's just like a pat. So, pat on the top. Anyway. Oh, right, I can't breathe. So we were talking about the five senses. Triggers, yeah. Mm. All of those things. <laughs> you alright? No, I can't carry on. Right. I think we need to end the podcast. Do you want me to carry on? <laughs> I've lost it. See you next week when Jen comes down. This is going to be a good episode to listen back to, isn't it? I'm so sorry, everyone. I hope that he's doing that thing where, like, when somebody else laughs, it makes you laugh. I hope so, yeah. If not, it's going to be a painful one to listen back to, isn't it? Oh, I'm shedding tears. You actually are crying here. Jen's actually crying. She's saying her actual tears coming out of We've not actually started talking about anything that we wanted to speak about. No. Now Reggie started barking. Oh, I've made so much noise that I've woken Reggie up because he'll, he'll, he'll be distressed now. He'll be wanting to come and lick my face and check I'm all right. So we just had to uh, have a little pause on the podcast there while I pulled myself together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we camped Reggie down because I think he thought that I was very upset. You did. <laughs> you sounded upset. I did. I went to another level there. Mm-hmm. But I'm calm. I'm back in the room. We'll so compose ourselves now, won't we? I'm composed. We're ready I to think. go. I'm just about composed. So um, I just can't think about that uh, situation again. Otherwise, it'll set me off again. Mm-hmm. So talking about those triggers, so those senses, the things that potentially we see on Instagram um, maybe it's you listen to this podcast now and we mention something and it triggers you to crave something or think about something specific it might be leaflets that you get through the door dominoes love them ones and pizza hut mm-hmm. um it might be all the texts that they send you all the texts that they send you mm-hmm. um tv adverts social media adverts because they're really clever these days aren't they like particularly instagram i feel like it's right in my brain don't know why that uh artificial intelligence or whatever it's called is that what it is that's doing that yeah, yeah potentially yeah anyway it, it knows me I'm however it knows i'm not near clever enough to know how all that stuff works it's either listening to me or doing something clever and um, like big signs like mcdonald's Golden signs matches. for example <laughs> like things like that that trigger us things like the costa and starbucks christmas cups that have popped up late lately 
generally just kind of smells in shops signs like offer signs or like um things on the side of uh, bus stops or billboards things like that um offers in shops all these things are designed for one purpose to trigger well not all of them are designed for one purpose because if it's just us talking or things you've seen on instagram we're not trying to trigger food but the kind of advertising side of things the design to trigger food cravings and get you to buy the product like that is why they're in your face that is why they're everywhere but i think the big thing is do we actually want it because they're so unavoidable aren't they oh my goodness yeah they're so unavoidable and i think it, the, the more we tell ourselves we can't have these things and restrict ourselves from these things it, it, the more it impacts us doesn't it it's such a good point because, and I want every single person who's listening to this podcast to do this right now, I want you to spend the next five to ten seconds not thinking about penguins. I want you to not think about them for the next five to ten seconds. Don't think about them. Stop thinking about penguins. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed a penguin or a picture of a penguin or an image of a penguin to come into your head. I have to pick, pick, pick up a penguin. Don't think about the chocolate penguins either. <laughs> no penguins at all. And the reason I should do that is because I know every single person who listened to this thought about penguins for the last five to ten seconds. Because our ability... To not think about something doesn't exist. There's a there's an actual part of the brain that is designated to this task called your RAS, your reticular activation system, or your RAS because it's easier to say mm-hmm. and easier to remember. But when we, and you'll have done this with cars, you'll have done this with a jacket that you've seen in a shop, you'll have done it with a bag. The second you tell yourself, right, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to buy that, all you do is see it everywhere. Everywhere. That jacket that you've said that you're not going to get, everyone's wearing it. That bag that you're not going to buy yet, everyone's got it. That car that you don't actually want to get just yet because you can't afford it yet, everybody's driving it. That food that you've told yourself you're not going to have, everybody's eating it and you can see it absolutely everywhere. It's advertised everywhere. It's There's posters of it. You'll see the actual shop everywhere. For whatever reason, there seems to be a McDonald's every 100 metres because you've told yourself mm-hmm. you're not going to have a McDonald's. It is absolutely everywhere because you've told yourself... You ain't gonna have it. And I think that's huge, isn't it? Because when you strip that back and look at it, like all those things weren't planted there purely because you said they weren't. They were already there. Like all of those things still existed, but it might be that you drove that same route to work or you walked that same route every single time and you passed that same person every single time and you hadn't noticed any of these things before. Mm-hmm. But because it's there, you're thinking about it, it's on your mind, you're noticing it so much more. And that is essentially how advertising works, isn't it? It's planting that seed in your head so that you then see it everywhere, basically. It's just raising awareness, isn't it? It's basically saying, oh, we're here. This is where we are. We sell this. Yeah. This is what we do. This is what we sell. This is what you want. Come here. And what they tend to do as well, they attach it to some kind of like feeling or emotion. Mm. So you'll notice with any kind of advertisement or marketing, it's very like, you know, come here and you'll be happy. Eat Mm. this and you'll feel great. Have this and you'll be uh you know you'll have a better day you know eat breakfast at this place and it's the perfect start to the day and it's all these things that we want we want to feel better we want to feel happier we want the perfect start to the day so like, all right well, i'm gonna go and do that Isn't, i'm right in thinking there's even you've talked about this in the past i think there's even certain colors that they use that trigger yeah. like food cravings is it like red the color red makes us it the brain signals hunger um it releases hormones that signal hunger when we see the color red which is why every single fast food place is red. Find me a fast food place that isn't red. They're all red. Nando's, Burger King, KFC, McDonald's, Pizza Hut. They're all red. Every single one of them has a red sign. And when we see it, 
trigger their hunger levels. Suddenly we're hungry because we've so clever. seen it. It's, it. It is. And it's the thing is, it's and as we've just touched on, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> like it really isn't. Like Unless you walk around with your eyes closed mm. or tell everyone on Instagram to stop posting about things or start like ripping down advertising posters. Like... I mean, realistic, you'd have to just never leave your house and not have <laughs> yeah. an internet connection. That's the, genuinely the only way to get away from it all. And actually, I'm watching TV all the time as I'll well. I'll be honest, I actually quite like a lot of those ideas. Yeah, well, getting rid of it all. Getting rid of your internet connection, start watching TV. We'd all be happier anyway. Yeah, that's very true. Honestly, if we brought a podcast out that was like the quickest thing to do to make you happier, it'd probably be get rid of your internet connection, get rid of your TV. Yeah, that's so true. But use data so you can listen to this podcast. (laughs) They're the three things to do. (laughs) But they aren't the the not going away. I think that's the, the, the important thing to notice. And we're always going to get triggered by these things. So it's like, well, what do but we do We're always now? going to be tried to be triggered by Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. We're not yeah. always going to be triggered, no. but there's always going to be the opportunity to, to be triggered. Yeah, them. and very often we are triggered more often when we're feeling hungry. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to restrict your food intake, you'll probably find that you're triggered by these things a lot more. Say, for example, if you're specifically putting yourself on a diet Mm -hmm. these things are probably going to be triggering you more because you're restricting yourself of food and therefore you're probably going to be more aware of some of those things that you're trying not to eat because of that particular activating system so it's it's what what can we do to work through that and i think the best thing we can do is get smart like literally be cleverer cleverer Cleverer. You need to be cleverer. Cleverer. Using words like that. Be more intelligent than the marketing or advertising people and catch them out. So I I, I like to see it as a bit of a challenge. <laughs> I like to, because that's how my brain works, I'm quite competitive like that. Um, see how many times they trick you into thinking that you want something when you don't actually want it. The amount of times where I catch myself like with a leaflet in my hand or like... I've just seen something on Instagram and I'll be like, I want this. And I'm like, why do I want this? Like the other day it happened, um, I saw someone posted the Terry's hot chocolate, um, Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate from Costa. They posted that because there's a little segment of uh, Terry's chocolate orange on top as well, isn't there? So I knew what a, it was. It's just a normal hot chocolate with orange flavouring in and then they give you a Terry's hot orange hot yeah, cho- uh, chocolate on top. Good. That's all it is though, isn't it? They but sell them. Po- yeah, but someone posted it and later on I was like, oh, I really want one of those Terry's hot chocolates. And I was like, why Why do I want that? And it's like, well, it's because I now know that they're selling them. I saw a picture of it and now it's in my brain. And I think... If we can see why it's happened and recognise why it's happened, then it provides us with that opportunity to check in with ourselves and just ask ourselves, like, do I actually want that or is it because I've just seen it somewhere or smelt that food? Like, for example, you go in into a supermarket hungry and you're, you, you'll have done this, your trolley's full of all kinds of things that weren't on your list and it's like, oh, why is that? Well, marketing, hunger cravings smells bakery smells all those kind of things that have have triggered those senses and um, got you to put things in without even thinking it's that mindless thing so it's about raising awareness and asking yourself those questions of do i actually want it am i hungry right now is this the thing that's going to satisfy me or do i just want it because i've just seen it somewhere Mm -hmm. um and i think if we or heard someone talking about it or smell it or whatever whatever and I think it's really, really important that we just start to try and look for those opportunities to catch it out and question it. Like, 
why do I want it? Mm -hmm. Do I actually want it? All those things that are going to help us make a more informed decision. And for me, the other day, recognised why I wanted that Terry's chocolate, hot, hot chocolate orange. You know what I'm trying to say? Terry's chocolate, chocolate orange, orange chocolate. chocolate. Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? I knew why I wanted it. It's because I'd seen it on someone's story. But I love it. And so I was like, I'd give it a few hours to see if it went away. And I was like, no, I still really, really want it. So I'm going to go and get myself one. So it's not always about recognising it and denying yourself of that thing. Sometimes it's like, no, I actually really want that. Like, regardless of whether we're hungry or not, sometimes it's giving ourselves, giving our body what it needs. But I'm not going to go and have one every day because then I'll get stuck in a vicious cycle of loads of really high-calorie hot chocolates that actually are quite cold and don't satisfy me. That's the big thing. The answer isn't always going to be no. So you might actually go, I do actually want it. I am actually hungry and it will actually satisfy me. I'm going to go and get it. Like we're not trying to push you into saying no, you know, or say no, I'm not hungry. I'm definitely not hungry and try and refuse those hunger cues. We're just trying to raise awareness around it. It should be more mindful of the decision you make, isn't it? And understanding where it's come from, why you're having it. And it might be that you go, oh, do you know what? I did see that McDonald's sign. It did make me feel like I wanted a McDonald's, actually, I am hungry, but I know that's not going to satisfy me right now. I'll just go and get myself some food. That Mm. triggered me because I was feeling hungry already. And I think just kind of being really in tune with that will help you to make that informed, mindful decision then, won't it? Absolutely. And we could have done this podcast episode any day of the year, but I think it was really important we did it now because we know how much more difficult Christmas is. Because they put the word Christmas in front of everything these days, don't oh, they? When they're trying to sell something like Christmas-related food. They actually do a very similar thing with weddings. And I've spoken to loads of clients about this in the past. Where, like, if you're trying to buy something... or In fact, if you're listening to this podcast now and you're trying to sell something, just put the word wedding in front of it and you can double the price. <laughs> because if you're buying something for a wedding, it costs twice as much. Irrelevant of what it is. It could be like, menu, £1. Wedding menu, £2. <laughs> T-shirt. £10. Wedding t-shirt, £20. Like It's just double because the word wedding is fr- wedding is in front. It's similar with Christmas, not just on price, but on the way that they market it because we know that Christmas is technically one day a year. If we're being dead honest, we know it's actually a few more days than that because maybe you finish work you know, a few days before, you've got a few days off after. We appreciate that obviously the Christmas period is probably more than just 24 hours. But we also understand that the Christmas marketing started probably at the end of August. Mm. Started forever ago. We start putting Christmas in front of everything. And the reason that that builds up a level of scarcity is because we think, well, I better get it now because in January, this will be gone. Mm. And I nearly said this before about the hot chocolate. I kind of did start saying it and then thought, no, I'll leave mm. it till later on. The Terry's Chocolate Orange Hot Chocolate from Costa is the hot chocolate that they already sell with the orange flavouring that they already sell but you just get a little segment of Terry's hot uh, chocolate orange mm. on top. That's it. That's the only difference. Yeah. You can buy that Terry's chocolate orange from Asda that's probably across the road from Costa. Maybe that Costa's in the Asda where you can buy I the, actually started making my own last year, didn't I? Well, this is the thing. And the this is what happens. We build up, or we not on purpose, that level of scarcity, worry, of fear, oh of I better get it now get because it. if I don't get it now, it's going to be gone. Like, I, I need to get it. And they advertise it to us by saying things like, it's back. 
Mm. By popular demand, it is back this year again. We did it last Christmas and everybody had it. And you're like, oh my God, well, I need it then. Mm-hmm. If everybody else had it, I want it. Because that's how the human brain works. And me and Jen aren't different. That's how our brain works as well. Like, we see something and somebody says, well, everybody had it last year. And it's not going to be here in January because that's not Christmas anymore. Might not even be here on the 28th because that's not Christmas. I need to get it now. And, and that fear builds up, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, I have to get it now. And it's like, I was thinking about this before and I was like, crackers, like buy crackers all year round. But Christmas crackers, no. Christmas cheese, not oh, I've got to have them. I thought you meant the ones you pull then. No, I was no, like, not the ones. Who's buying crackers all the way throughout the year? I was like, but like things like pigs in blankets, yeah. Yorkshire puddings, can get them all year round. But mm. we feel the need to eat more of them and eat them in larger quantities and more frequently because mm. it's Christmas and have to yeah sprouts mm. only eat them at Christmas they're here all year round why can't you eat sprouts all year round I love sprouts I wish I did IBS I know but I love sprouts makes, makes me very bloated I do like a sprout though but we do we fall into tradition and habits yeah. because it's Christmas like the best one I've spoken about this on the podcast before gets anywhere near Christmas go around my mum's there will be little pots of chocolate <laughs> all around the house my mum lives on her own. Who are them pots of chocolate for? <laughs> Who are they for? You what? There's one on the little table in the living room. Then there's one on the dining room table, which is always as well in the living room. So you've got two pots there. You go in the kitchen. There'll be a couple of pots in mm-hmm. there. You go upstairs. There's probably one in the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. Who needs chocolate in the bathroom? But it's it's tradition for my mum. She puts those little pots out everywhere and there'll be about seven or eight chocolates in each one. She bought a full bowl. I'm talking a big bowl as well of sweets for Halloween. She was like, no one's been trick-or-treating for like five or six years. Why do you keep buying them then? <laughs> what? Tradition, habit. We yeah. do it because it's Halloween, so therefore we do this. It's Christmas, so therefore we do this. We naturally, as humans, we fall into that trap. We get triggered by and feel like we have to because there's that level of fear. Like, I've got to do it. And, mm. you know, it's again, it comes back to that question that Gem was just uh, asking then. Do I actually want this? Do I actually, do I actually want what mm. I'm about to buy? That thing that I'm about to buy right now... Could I get that last week? Mm-hmm. But it just says Christmas in front of it now, so therefore I feel like I need to get it. Mm-hmm. They sell Baileys all year. They sell mince pies all year. They sell uh, crackers and cheese all year. They all just these put it things. In a different place in the shop, don't yeah, they? With they a different package. <laughs> you, I bet you'll find that all those Christmas stuff now is right on your eye line when you walk into mm-hmm. a shop because they do loads of research, marketing, studying into it. You walk into a shop right now, and everything that's Christmas related, Christmas related, it's at kind of your eye line it's kind of like middle of the um mm. what's it called Shelf. shelves because nobody looks at the top of the shelf nobody looks at the bottom of the shelf you don't need that stuff it's the christmas stuff that you really want and need right now and they put it right in the middle where you can see it interesting fact about supermarkets as well they put all the fruit and veg at the front so you fill up your trolley with that first then you feel good about yourself so you're more likely to buy your more typically unhealthy foods because you feel good about the fact that your food your trolley's already full with healthy foods that is actual marketing. Marketing's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is why this podcast is probably longer than it needs to be. It could have been 30 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Your goal after this now is not to stop eating foods that are Christmas related. It's not to never have a Terry's chocolate orange hot chocolate. It's not to never have a mince pie. It's not to avoid something because it says the word Christmas on it. It's simply just to check in with yourself. Do I actually want this that I'm about to buy? This thing that I'm about to put in my trolley, this thing that I'm about to go and buy, do I actually want it? Or have I just been suckered in by some kind of marketing, advertisement, and I don't actually want it, but because of either the approach that I'm taking with food, because of the way that I feel right now, because of my hunger levels, because of the marketing, because of all these big things, that's what's making me want it. Are you even hungry right now? 
Is that Phil, thing? Is that I am because my belly's just rumbled. <laughs> is that thing? I don't know if you heard that on the podcast. Is that thing that you're about to buy? Is it even going to satisfy you? Do you even want it, or is it just because it says Christmas in front of it? And if you want a Terry's chocolate orange, um, hot chocolate at home, when you do actually fancy it without feeling like you've been murdered, get yourself some options hot chocolate and some orange syrup, and uh, make your own when you actually want it for less money and less calories. <laughs> yeah, you'll save probably about 25 quid a week and about 500 calories a day. <laughs> and it tastes genuinely really, really good. I was, I'm was, i buzzing about it. Not for me, but yeah. for you. So yeah, advertising. Be smart. Be the clever one. See them for what they are. Marketing hungry creatures um, trying to make you buy things and go, ha, ha, ha. Creatures. I see what you're doing. And I am going to make my own informed decision about whether I actually want this or not. <laughs> the power is in your hands. Power is in your hands. I actually got a message this week from someone who was mentioned about... Oh, what was it now? It was about you, something you said last week. Something I said last week mm. on the podcast. Yeah, it was about like the power is in your hands. Something along those lines about you've got the power. I've got the power. Yeah, I don't think you sang it, but yeah, it was something along those lines. Pardon me, Guinness. I do refer to that one every time I say the power is in your hands. Mm. Oh, wait, what did he say? Is that what you said? Yeah, power's in your hands, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then you use that lights over I used to love that programme. Oh, I didn't. Oh, my friend, did I tell you once that my friend stole my passport when I was single and tried to uh, sign me up to it? Brilliant. At uni. She, she found out where my passport was at uni. To steal it so she could try and sign me up and take me out because in her words and everybody else's words at uni, you'd be really funny because everyone could laugh at the stupid stuff you said. No, I get that. That's fair <laughs> I was like, thanks. That makes sense. Anyway... On the spottle. Yes, put me on the spot. Yeah. Right. This is actually really relevant and I didn't actually intend to do this and this is probably how subliminal messaging works and mm. why I started talking about horses before. Oh. Um, because there's a horse-related question. If you could be any horse, what horse would you be? <laughs> I don't know any horses. And this is from Lindsay on Instagram and I feel like this question is really up our street. Mm. If you could scale any animal to be the size of a horse, oh. what would it be? <laughs> Am I an animal? Can I be a horse? No. Oh. Reggie. Well, you are. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie. Oh, Reggie. You want a horse size Reggie. Yeah. So I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, cheap at save on petrol. <laughs> Could take a shot. I want a horse size Reggie. No, he's bad enough as a teeny tiny little thing. I think what we need Imagine to remember Reggie. here, Jen, is that I asked the question and not you. <laughs> Reggie's now a horse. Although, can't afford to feed him anymore, so not Reggie. Um... <laughs> You imagine Reggie, he gets, so we're working on this because he gets very excitable, as all dogs do, um, when people come through the door and jumps up on them. Now imagine that, but in horse size. Oh, it's fine. I've already decided I can't afford the food for him, so it doesn't right. matter. Okay. He's too expensive to he feed. He won't eat the food anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, I would say I would quite like a... Oh, what's really tiny that could be, oh, like a, an ant-sized horse. That'd be no. scary, wouldn't it? Oh, that's weird. like on um, Harry Potter with Aragog in the, the, the Forbidden Forest. Polar bear. <laughs> they're quite vicious. Uh, they're actually, and they're not a similar size to a horse anyway. Um, No, they're smaller, aren't they? Maybe. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of different. Koala bear. Oh, my goodness, stop. Koala. Koala, koala a horse-sized koala bear. A cuddly horse-sized koala. Have you ever held one? No. they got really sharp claws. I believe so. Yeah. No, I've not. Never held a koala. Really dig in, because, like, 
like cling onto trees, don't they? I've seen a photo of you holding a koala. Yeah, it really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, someone get it off me, stabbing its claws into it. No, but there's my answer, koala bear. Do you remember when um, there was that rumour going around about One Direction uh, getting chlamydia from koalas? Was it chlamydia? Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea from mm. koalas. Mm. Uh, was that ever proved to be true? I don't think it was, Jen. <laughs> now, this isn't the joke for the week, but I read that to you the other day that gonorrhea would have been a really good name for the medicine for diarrhea. <laughs> I hope, can we use that as a joke for this week? Yeah, because I really like it too. No, you can tell me another one. You've actually heard this week's joke. Have I? Which is I why. Won't remember it. No, you will. Will I? You tell it sometimes. Oh, do I? But the reason that's the reason I haven't said it on the podcast because you've already heard it, and then I thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna let the rest of the world hear it as okay. well. Do I like it? Because apparently the rest of the world listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but you've heard it that many times and told it that many times that. You know where this is going. Oh, it's not a blooming... Uh, don't, uh, no, oh. no, don't ruin it. Go on. I'll let you say the punchline, all right? <laughs> well, if I get wrong? No, you I won't. I usually do. You won't. Okay. You'll know what it is as soon as I start speaking. Don't ruin it. Don't speak. Fine. This is for the listeners, not for you. Okay. They're more important than you. I know what you're like, Jen. <laughs> Jen does this, right? I'll start doing something and then she'll jump in and I'm like, no, that's ruined it now. Let everybody else experience yeah, but I get this. Really, I get really excited if I know the punchline right. to the joke. Let everybody else experience Fine. the joke. Okay, go a man arrives at a fancy dress party completely naked but carrying a girl on his back. <laughs> and somebody says, what are you? He says, I'm a turtle. And they said, who's that on your back? It's Michelle. <laughs> it's Michelle. <laughs> it's a, a very classic. good joke. I bro. do love it. It's Michelle. It makes me laugh every time. I think Peter Kay told that on one of his tours. Really? He did it as, um, remember when he started one of his gigs with like Carrie Jokey? No. Carry jokey. So like, I tell, I say the the first line, you say the punchline. Oh line. yes, I do know what you mean. So everybody like jokes that everyone knew. Yeah. Like, what's black and white? It looks like an ass. Don't know. Zebra. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what one did he tell? There was a few where he just kind of like. There was one I didn't understand about William Shakespeare, but that he tells uh, William Shakespeare walks into a bar, and I says you can't come in here, you're bad. I don't know. That. I, apparently. William Shakespeare was a bard or something. That's what he, I don't know even not, oh. but I, I don't know if it's like a, I'd have to Google it. But yeah, that was another one he told. But he, he said about like Carrie Jokey. I like that. That's good. Do you, do you know? Man what I walks thought? into a doctor's with five willies. The doctor says, "How did your pants fit you?" Like, like a, a glove. glove. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Jokey. Love Carrie Jokey. I like Jokey. it. I thought you were gonna bend the uh, the route of camouflage. So I don't know if you said this before, but every time Phil sees anyone in camouflage, he'll go, "Oh, a bit cold for no coat." Yeah, but I don't or know. Or something how to along that, that line. Oh, why, why, why have they not put the pants on? But that's reactive, isn't it? I can't tell that. No, joke. you can't tell it on it. It's not an actual joke, is it? It's just. But the... worst part is, I've started doing it now. I was out with my oh. friends the other week and I went, oh, why have they not put caught on? See? It's picking it up. You are. It's, you're a sponge. I am getting funnier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Since I met you, mm. I'm absorbing your humour tactics. Is this why I'm getting smarter since I met you? <laughs> oh, that's nice, isn't it? Mm. So I'm falling over a lot more as well. Uh, can we not? Has anybody seen Jen beating me up at Jiu-Jitsu yet? I've had a lot of comments on Instagram about that. That's People saying they're looking forward to the videos. I'm glad they are. I'm not. <laughs> Honestly. I wish I was joking. It hurts. <laughs> Last week, she put her, wrapped her legs around my neck and pulled my arm into her. And I thought it was going to break my shoulder. I thought my arm was going to pull out his socket. It was, it was disgusting. so funny because I said to him before I started it. So when we got taught this in class, he said, you have to tap out quickly because... If you do it for too long, you'll pass out. 
and then went, let's go in the kitchen so I can show you. <laughs> oh, yeah, brilliant, yeah. That's what I need. Yeah, I, got you, I, I did it really well, though, didn't I? You did, yeah, I tapped out. You did? Mm. It's good. It wasn't to make you feel I good. I can't wait when you're doing me head into jiu-jitsu, yeah. It's fine, because I actually won last night, didn't I? Well, how? Because I just lay on top of you. <laughs> you, you couldn't breathe. <laughs> I've done zero lessons. Don't think that's a move. Yeah, I told Phil that he wasn't allowed to start, because you actually wanted to start as well, didn't you? Mm. Um, but I told Phil that he wasn't allowed to start because Phil has this annoying habit of anything he starts, particularly sport related, anything he starts is really good within like two seconds. So I was like, it's not fair because if you start, you'll do one lesson and be better at me even though I've probably been doing it for like two months by that point. It's not necessarily true because I still can't true. swim. I still swim like a mattress. <laughs> I swim like a mattress. Have <laughs> you ever seen a mattress swim? No. Exactly. That's <laughs> how good I am. So I'll be doing a triathlon next year and then an Ironman. Hey, you did uh, two thirds of a triathlon. I did do the cycle the, into the run. The cycle into the run. Smashed it. Yeah, did Didn't right, even yeah. look tired after the cycle. No, it was all right. I enjoyed it. Looked a bit tired after the run, but I feel like you had the, the swim in you as well. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Could have done the swim? Yeah. Nah. Smashed Just it. Just about to do a length. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for tuning in to what episode are we on? Uh, don't know. Because your laptop's going to... 53 or 4 or something. Is it, do you think? Uh, I thought it was further in 54, 54 episode there we 54 go. right we've been saying this for weeks haven't we what? about we're going to be bringing some people on aren't we stop saying it no because it's happening it'll happen before the end of the year alright if you keep saying it I think he thinks it'll happen quicker then that's how it works yeah RAS anyway reticular activated system reticulate your activating mm-hmm. system I don't know that doesn't make any sense I just made it all done go and call that I hope you all have an absolutely phenomenal day a phenomenal week a sensational weekend Remember, as always, please, if you've enjoyed the episode, to share it to somebody else so that they can enjoy it too. And subscribe so you don't miss any of the new ones. And then if you've got any questions that you want me to ask Jen to put her on the spot, make sure that you send them across so that I can ask her next week. Yes. See you later. Have a good day.